Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. Jim Harbaugh is not one of the big cheaters in college sports. Okay, a couple reasons. One, he's too disorganized to even try it. Two, he never gets any players. SI's Ross Dillinger. That is such an old man phrase. Guess what? I don't want no hair on my chest. Get out of here with the hair on the chest. Yeah, that is the 1970s. Yes, get out of here with the hair. And SI's Pat Forty. Cole Stetson gets to take this straight to the combine. Congratulations, fresh headline. Here, sit down for your interviews with these teams. You're going to be like, uh, what the hell were you doing at 6 a.m., Stet? Here's Pat, Russ, and Dan. Hi, welcome to the pod. Coming at you day after uh, NFL Championship Sunday. We got all sorts of football from there to talk about uh, with a little college twist. Harbaugh, we got a bunch. We got a lot today. Actually, not bad. And first, we have the uh, really one of our all-time favorites. The law firm. <laughs> That's it, Bennett, the fourth. Yep. Maybe not five-star talent, but he has five-star effort, Pat. <laughs> and when you're getting arrested for being drunk at 6 a.m. in Dallas, you put in a five-star bender. I'd say so. Stetson Bennett. I mean, you know. It's one thing to get a public intox. It's another to get one at 6 a.m. <laughs> Usually you pass out by that point, but not the man with this kind of heart. He's got a lot of dog in him. Never quit Stetson. Maybe a lot of mad dog in him. 2020. Arrested in Dallas, banging on doors, allegedly, at <laughs> 6 a.m. I thought when you win two titles, the, the women are banging on your door. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know all the details of what happened uh, yet. But uh, I did I, the New York Post, WFAA down there. They had uh, they had them perp walking out of the drunk tank. Didn't look too good. Didn't look too good. Nope. Bennett was walking inside a gated area, and uh, the police determined he was... Uh, intoxicated i gotta hear more details but if you can make it to six being that drunk uh yeah at the scene cops found bennett walking inside a gated area and quickly determined that he was intoxicated 
Pat, what happened? You got what do you got? Any sources on this? Now, there's been some school of thought. You know, he's he's been in Dallas uh, prepping for the draft. Working yeah, out that's going stuff. well. Yeah. Prepping, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> prepping clearly. For the draft. It's real. A good late. Hey, you got to blow off steam after a long day of training film with some booze. Study. Good night of film study that that went late. Um, No, but there's some like spin or whatever that like, so he's staying in some place and he wasn't sure which, like he couldn't remember which place he was staying in. And so he was trying to get somebody to open a door for him. We've all been there. We've all been there. (laughs) Yeah. Not at 6 a.m. really. Mm, Maybe not 6 a.m. 2 a.m. Maybe not 6 a.m. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. So uh, it's a youthful mistake. I mean, the man, you know, he's only 25 <laughs> years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three George years older than rough, most rough aspiring NFL quarterbacks. Have they not? My goodness. Well, this is the, yeah, this is the uh, lighthearted yeah. version of that. Yeah. yeah. Much, yeah. much more serious. Much stuff, worse. Things this is just us laughing at Stetson Bennett getting lastly tanked. Down in Dallas. I mean, hadn't he taunted the TCU fans enough with that performance? <laughs> yeah, now you got to drink that. He was looking for, looking for more TCU defensive backs to to strafe. I don't know. But, yeah, maybe you know. TCU should uh, recruit the Dallas police. They were the first people down in the Metroplex that could get a hand on them. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wonder if some. Stop. I wonder if some uh, some Dallas police maybe. Uh, Attended uh, TCU and and saw old Stetson and said, "Hey, remember that whipping you gave us?" <laughs> oh, he was profiled. <laughs> yeah, he profiled. Look at there. I don't know. Yeah. Look at there. I mean, look, six a.m. That's that's yeah, now you're getting people going out to work. Yeah. yeah. Now you yeah. yeah that's you get flagged for excessive celebration at six a.m. That's that's pushing it. Does this improve or hurt his draft stock? <laughs> you know, it does not I mean, improve like, it. I think he's I like about a fourth to say, round. Is it? Fourth round is <laughs> when the rap sheet crew gets generally uh, picked. Stetson now fit into that. I didn't know if he was, could be a fourth rounder, but now you look and go, all right, he's he's got all pro heart at the bar. We know what he can do on the field. Do we take a shot at this guy? Uh, no, it doesn't help. No, no, it, yeah, it certainly it, doesn't uh, help. Yeah. No, no. That I, 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 you know, mentioned this that it was not a good development for his NFL draft resume, and a lot of people are like, well, it didn't hurt ba- Baker Mayfield. There's a couple key differences there. Baker Mayfield was a first round talent. He was not somebody who's like fifth, sixth. Hey, I hope I get picked, kind of guy. And Baker, when he had his public intox charge, and was uh, infamously like blasted to the ground by uh, police for trying to run away. That was 13 months before he got drafted. He had time to rinse that out of the system, so to speak, and put up 4,000 more yards of passing and 50 touchdowns before uh, it was time for him to get picked. Old Stetson gets to take this straight to the combine. Congratulations. Fresh headline. Here, sit down for your interviews with these teams. They're going to be like, "Uh, what the hell were you doing at 6 a.m., Stetson? Is he going to the Senior Bowl? Pat? No, he. I, I believe he turned down a senior bowl okay. invite. All right, all right. I believe both he and Will Levis turned it down. Maybe not. Maybe not a good idea. Or maybe it turned out to be. He had yeah. some drinking to do. He's busy. Maybe the <laughs> senior bowl. If you remember, 
Stetson <laughs> didn't make the day after press conference for the Georgia uh, championship. Yeah. Like too the much next pappy. day, they bring too much yeah. pappy, and he was hammered on Good Morning America or something the year before. Correct. I um, look it, it. Maybe there's a pattern, or maybe I'm just a bigger fan than ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly have no problem with any of this. I will not be the hypocrite. Go get him, Stetson. If drinking look, till yes. 5 a.m. is the worst thing he does, you know, in the grand scheme of things, Cast it's probably not, not that big a deal. And he wasn't, he yeah. wasn't, uh, he wasn't behind the wheel of a car, you know. He was just no. on the streets, right. knocking on people's doors. Just, so just randomly walking around Dallas looking for somewhere, yeah. something, who knows? Mm-hmm. Probably he doesn't know at that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he might not have. <laughs> anyway, good effort. By, I saw a uh, meme Stetson. on social media of, uh, uh, I guess somebody had created a meme of Stetson, like, you know, mic drop, like dropping a mic, raising his hand up high, and mm-hmm. you see the mic <laughs> dropping, he's releasing it. Well, they, they in, instead of the mic, they inserted a bottle of Bud Light, dropping the Bud Light. <laughs> that was good. I think Stetson drinks, I think he's, which of the three of us, who, who does he drink most like? So if we're just going to stereotype it, because I like whiskey too, but, but, but you know, Ross is going to drink a bourbon hmm? and I'm going to yep. drink cheap beer and Pat's going to drink like some fruity thing. I don't even know. Fruity. I think, no, I think, I'm in, I think Stetson's with me. I'm going to drink beer that puts hair on your chest. Hair. <laughs> I'd rather, I, I, I don't want, I, I, that, that's such a, that is such an old man phrase. Guess what? I don't want no hair on my chest. Get out of it's here like with the hair on the chest. Yeah, that is the oh, yeah. 1970s. You're a manscaper? You're a groomer yes. there? I mean, Get out of here with the hair. Oh, my gosh. Great. Yeah. You buy yeah. all those all the grooming products that they foisted on I'm the now, man now? We're ending this discussion now before everyone turns off. Forget the I rescind <laughs> the question. Hey, yes. can you believe Jalen Hurts is in the Super Bowl? Jalen Hurts yeah. with the possible redemption of all redemptions. Last time he's a bourbon, by the way. That's my opinion. He, he's a Ross Dellinger bourbon drinker. Oh, uh, uh, that's there my you thought. Go. Man, so, if he could, if he could anyway. hammer bourbon till six a.m., I am hundred percent drafting him. This man is a superhero. <laughs> I mean, he may have been mixing and All matching. Right. I mean, not sure you can go bourbon straight till six. But. Probably went every. Yeah, I, that's my thing. If he went bourbon straight till six a.m., then Stetson Bennett is QB one. Yeah, I don't care who you are. All right, Jalen Hurts, not drunk this weekend, as far as we know. (laughs) When he gets pulled from the Alabama championship game for Tua Tungvaloa, transfers to Oklahoma, has a good year, but did you ever see this coming? Pat, you covered Jalen a bunch. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. No, I did not. Now, I will say, when he got to Oklahoma and you saw him in that offense, you're like, whoa, that looks like a whole different guy. Lincoln Riley was a great fit for him, and they flourished together. But... No, when he was, um, you know, I thought that he was a good quarterback at Alabama who was replaced by a much better quarterback in Tua. Uh, And I will never forget, I mean, Jalen Hurts handled that unbelievably well. I walked out to the bus with him after that game when he got benched, and he was completely magnanimous. He was happy they won the national championship. You know, it was obvious he was going to leave and go somewhere else, but like class act in a in a difficult situation. So I I was a big fan of him from a character standpoint, but 
but I didn't know he could be this kind of quarterback. At, at Oklahoma, you saw some of it, and but still, I wasn't sure it was going to translate to the NFL, and man, has he been great. I mean, maybe, maybe not the NFL MVP this year. So good for him. Just he's, he's found a great spot for him there. They have a really, really good team. They got backs. They got receivers now, which Philadelphia had never had. They got a great defense, and uh, he's earned his spot. It's great. Yeah, I, I I don't know that anybody – well, there's probably somebody out there, maybe Jalen Hurts and his family, that, that thought he was going to be a really successful NFL quarterback. I, I just think there was, certainly were a lot of doubters. And, and uh, you know, Jalen got a lot better. You know, we the, 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 the Alabama Jalen Hurts improved significantly through the years, first at Oklahoma and then on to the NFL. I thought Rich Eisen had a good, like, uh, tweet thread uh, after the game. I'll go through it really quickly, but it was like, you know, it takes, it takes you through each tweet takes you through a step in his journey, you know, starting with demoted in front of national TV audience or a national championship stage, but stays the next year as a backup, you know, and then yeah. it moves to the Oklahoma days, finally leaves for a new spot, makes his mark and gets his way to the Heisman trophy podium. He then gets drafted in the second round to a team still seemingly attached to its second overall pick only to finally get his shot. He balls out only to mystifyingly get benched in front of a national TV audience again. And then first full season as a starter, takes his team to the playoff, gets one and done by Tom Brady, vows to come back better, and then, of course, does and is going to the Super Bowl. I, yeah, there's amazing stuff about Jalen, right? Like, the way he handled that, you know, I wasn't playing well enough, and this is great that, that Tua came in and we won the national, you know, such a team first thing. And then he stayed. Yeah, And I get it because it's really hard. Like you go into the championship game that night against Georgia and you're thinking, I'm going to win the national championship. I'm going to be a hero here. And by the end of the game, you're like, should I transfer? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like in three years. So he stays, but he loses the job. He played in almost every game, played 13 games in 2018, but just 70 pass attempts. It's pretty kind of just humbling, right? Just mop yeah. up duty. Obviously, comes in during the um, the SEC championship game to replace Tua gets hurt, so it was like the the reverse thing. But still, yeah, graduate full circle, unbelievable yeah, full circle, the full circle bit. But just what a quality guy! I I don't yeah. know that I would have that patience. And then he graduates early, and then goes to Oklahoma. But yeah, the same thing. And then you know, Philadelphia is still screwing around with Carson Wentz. And, you know, finally they make the move to him. But, you know, he's a second-round pick. He was more of a runner at the beginning. You know, this is just his third year in the league, and boom, uh, they're really good. Now, look, he didn't play fantastic. He wasn't the reason they won uh, yesterday. But he's got a real chance to win a Super Bowl, and that's a that's just an amazing journey for him. So good yeah. good for him. And, and the Alabama and Oklahoma fans now fighting over who, who gets to claim him. <laughs> It is really funny. I, uh, yeah, I did something like listing the, you know, the alma maters of, of all the all pro selections and Jalen Hurts was the second team all pro. And I credited him with Oklahoma as does his NFL bio and everything else in Alabama. And no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's ours. Eh. No, yeah, it's where you leave, right? It's where you finish. Yeah. Where you, it's I think it's where you finish, where you were a Heisman finalist. Transfer yeah. portal and the COVID year, these guys are going to have like six yeah. schools. Right. We're I, about to say, I was about to say we're going to have a lot more of this in years to come where we're going to have um, a, a problem trying to figure out where 
what, what to credit, what school to credit with the production of a player at the NFL level. And I think it probably is either either it's where you finish or it's, I guess, where you starred best, I, you know, where you played best, where you, I don't know. I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting question, but that we've never really had to <laughs> figure out in college sports. But we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're about to. Well, it's it's a fight like that NBC intros are now going to take like 30 minutes. These guys, you know, they <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah, naming right? off Jim their. Smith, Clemson. Yeah, now they're going to just like slash, slash. Yeah, yeah. it's going to take forever. Clemson, just... uh, before that, Florida State. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, I, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, I was at UAB for a year. Um, oh, and Juco. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> last chance you i like when they like name like their like you know youth football team like east side yeah. eagles you know like right. it's great <laughs> wisconsin stole russell wilson yeah i mean they mm -hmm. flat out i mean nc state should get like some kind of uh some kind of like considerations in a future trade <laughs> russell wilson played three years at nc state and all anyone knows out of he's a wisconsin quarterback he played one year at wisconsin that's where he oh, yeah. set the um, NCAA single season pass efficiency record. Yeah, he Wisconsin. went from fifty eight percent completion rating to seventy two percent, and everything went up. He had a hell of a year: thirty three TDs and four interceptions. But still, Wolfpack had no love out there. Uh, you know they had him, so it 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 happens. It happens. Other guy that I can't say I spent a whole lot of time paying attention to in college, but I was really impressed. I was at the Kansas City game yesterday. Is Chiefs running back Isaiah Pacheco, seventh round pick from Rutgers. Yeah. This guy, he's a beast. He is an absolute beast. He was huge yesterday. The way he runs so fast, hard, like he is, it's just a straight, just sprint wherever he goes. Just tremendous. And I, I don't recall. Do you guys remember him much in college? I know we're not watching a ton uh, of Rutgers. Not really. Rutgers oh. just has these dudes sometimes, and he is one of them. Yeah. No, I I mean, he absolutely helped, you know, Shiano get it off the ground there after he came in. You know, he, I mean, he was a good player. I, I, I did not foresee him being a damn star at, at the NFL level. He was a... He was only a 600-yard rusher his last year at Rutgers, 515 the year before that, 729 the year before. So he was like a like a part-time back who did fine when he played, but he, for some reason he was only a part-time back. I don't know why, because the dude can absolutely play. Yeah, not bad. Chiefs are really good at drafting. Oh, they're annoyingly good. They're, I mean, it's unbelievable as, as a Bronco fan. I mean, I'm sitting there watching them like, you know, you got you get Chris Jones. How did you get Chris Jones? Frank Clark. How did you get Frank Clark? Nick Bolton, Willie Gay. These guys were all draft picks. George Karloftis in last year's draft. I mean, people were talking about George Karloftis as a top 15 guy. He falls to 30th. Chiefs get him. You know, he's getting sacks in the uh, in the NF or the AFC Championship game. Uh, he, he had a great season. So I, it, it's unbelievable their ability to get these playmakers, especially on defense, it, at the end of these rounds with that other people have passed up, it just boggles my mind. You know, it's a better idea is trade all your draft picks away to, to sign Russell Wilson to a huge deal. I think that's a better strategy, Pat. <laughs> uh, pushing Pat's yeah, buttons. Thanks, thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> Might as well. 11 on a Monday. He's, yeah. He's a little chap that Kansas City's still winning. 
I am. I am. Joseph Asai, don't do it. Don't do it, man. Don't push him. <laughs> oh. Poor Joseph Asai. I wrote about him. He's just wrote a great that somewhat. Yeah. He had to have a little sympathy for the poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those plays, you know, you see it live and I'm like immediately, because, you know, I mean, it, it, deep down, I, I will say I was rooting for the Bengals and all the LSU guys I, I used to cover. And, uh, I had leaped off the couch and just like screamed, no, as, as he was hit him, as he hit him, even before the flag came out, because I knew it was coming. My, my wife was on the couch like, what are you doing? And then the flag came out and I'm like, there it is. And because it was so obvious, it, it obviously is a by the book. It is, it yeah. was a penalty, but you feel so bad. Like it's one of those penalties. It's like, man, it just, it just stinks. Like it stinks for it to end that way. It stinks for the kid because you see it full speed and Mahomes is trying to get every inch he can for a, a close enough field goal. And, you know, Asai's trying to to move him out of the way and, and not let him get a, another inch. And to do that, you got to go like full speed and it's hard to pull up and it's just hard. And it it's it's kind of encapsulates like right now in college, not just not just the NFL, but college football as well. What's going on where you have these huge, fast bodies uh, flying around the field and they're all at the same time. It's this incredible, incredibly physical game, but they're they're trying to protect the game and save it in a way. Right. Uh, for years to come by instituting, you know, some uh, I don't even know how to describe it, like penalties against physicality. And it's tough. And that's one of the plays. It's like, yes, that's a foul. But, man, it's just, like, hard to see it in that way. It, it, it's hard. Yeah, that, look, <laughs> it's really hard, especially right now, to be a defensive player. In college football, in the NFL, probably in high school, too, with the targeting penalties, with roughing the passer penalties. There's just, I think you have to think so much instead of just, flying you know i mean there's a lot of stuff flying so there's still plenty of hard hitting it's not like the game has become touch football but there's just the the ramifications for a targeting penalty and you get ejected you know they're they're huge and so you see defensive players thinking a lot i know the play the last week when george kittle had that unbelievable tip ball catch and the safety or digs the defensive back for the cowboys like kind of ducks and turns his head and and misses him, that would have been a destruction shot six years ago or however long ago. A defensive back just runs straight through him, yeah, without even worrying about colliding, you know, with his head or neck area or a defenseless receiver. You just absolutely crush the guy. Uh, I'm glad they don't let you crush the guy anymore, but that's how much it's changed. Yeah, Asai is 6'3", 263, and he is running – as hard as he possibly can, which is probably, you know, I don't know. I don't have his combine stuff, but like four, six speed. I mean, this is a freak of nature athlete, Yeah. but he's chasing a freak of nature athlete. And he said he wanted to get his arm and push him backwards to keep the clock running and it would have ended the game. But, you know, the thing too about Mahomes is we've seen, you know, he's not Lamar Jackson in terms of like running and stuff, but Mahomes is like, he, he'll stop on a dime, even though he had a bad ankle. He wouldn't know yesterday. But, and all of a sudden, you know, boom, there's 10 more yards, right? Like, you've got you've to get him through. Yeah. 
he just I mean, but this was not a this was not a close play. I mean, he was way out no. of bounds. It's just yeah, no. then he jams his uh his his knees. Oh, like I gotta get an MRI on it. Gets injured. He's bawling on the sideline. He's crying in the locker room. You just I'm like, it just sucks because you know no matter what anyone says, that there's he'll he'll probably never live the play down. And there'll be Bengal yeah. fans and people who lost money in the game or whatever that will forever heckle him about him or hate him for it. And it's just brutal. The guy's like, he's his second year. It's an incredible story. He, him and his family immigrated to the U.S. from uh, Nigeria. He was 10 years old. They moved to Conroe, Texas, north of Houston. He was bullied. He obviously had not hit his growth spurt, but he was <laughs> he was bullied at the time <laughs> because he had his terrible Nigerian accent when he spoke. So the kids kind of made fun of him. I'm sure that ended at someplace about 13. Yeah. Decided to try to, he's trying to become American, right? So he's working on his like Texas, like to get rid of the accent. Like they'd spend all day trying to do that. And then he got into football because it was like the most American of sports. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to be, play at University of Texas. It was all American. They love him down there. Just seemed yeah. like a great guy, and you just sat there watching him last night. I'm, I'm standing in front of him, just you just like God. This just sucks, you know. Like, yeah, he made a bad. It was a bad play, but you know, there's like <laughs> there's like thirty guys on the planet that could even get over there to make the play. Yeah, you know, it's it just it's just, and it's just like you're never gonna live it down. It's just so. It's just so uh, it's so rough to see, you know. Again, like here's a guy, one minute is ten seconds, eight seconds for maybe you know forcing overtime, going to the Super Bowl. He's one more step, he makes the game saving play, and instead he makes an error, and now like fifteen minutes later, the whole world's like on top of him. And it's just like what the yeah. hell just happened? Yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't commit a crime. I didn't, right. <laughs> I didn't hurt anybody. Deliver. I was just trying to make a play, and yeah. Just rough. It was a rough one. Yep. He's for, he's uh, he's the he's the Bengals version of Raheem Moore for Bronco fans. Yeah, see, Failed to cover the, the bomb. Still bringing it up. To, oh yeah. Still oh, yeah. bringing it up. You bet I am. From 2013 <laughs> or 14 or whatever the heck it was. Yeah, that's right. No, I mean there's one of these. I've you know it's one of these every year. Mm-hmm. The whiff six, the pick kickers, the whatever. So yeah, yeah. tough one from. Tough one for Joseph, but uh, I got to say, stand-up guy. And uh, his buddy, B.J. Hill from North Carolina State, was the, he, was, he was the menacing press agent during this interview. I don't know if anyone saw the video. It's pretty yeah. It's kind of funny, although as one of the people that B.J. was staring down to make sure I didn't <laughs> ask an inappropriate question, it was not that fun at the time. <laughs> I hope you worded your questions well, Dan. I was very careful. I asked the first question. I made sure it was a softball beyond softballs. (laughs) What was it? PR agents don't normally intimidate me, but they're not normally six foot three, (laughs) 311 pounds. And in a volatile mood after losing the AFC championship, PJL is literally standing there and he's telling, he's like, I'm not putting up with any dumb questions. I'm going to shut down this press conference. He's right. It wasn't a press conference. Like six of us standing in front of the, uh, in front of, you know, it's going to talk to Joseph Asai. And B.J. Hill stands next to him and just glares at us. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't screw with my my man here. And I'm like, I, I'm not. I was like, well, your your teammates are uh, extremely supportive of you. How does that uh, how's that help help with this? Uh, see, it was like something there like that. There you go. That's a good starter. Soft That's a good ball. starter. 
No, that's look. <laughs> you, I admit it. I was intimidated. Yes, no. Look, <laughs> what assess are you do? the situation. I mean, yeah. You screwed the whole thing yeah. up. I'm not getting my head knocked off. <laughs> <laughs> assess no, the situation, anyway. react accordingly. With start with a softball and go from there. You always have to. The poor guy. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Like, yeah, you would never ask that question. I'm only kidding, but. You chose your words carefully. It's like when you ever you ask Bill Belichick a question or Bobby Knight. Ask Bob Knight a question. You better be, you better, you better oh, make yeah. sure you you got your wording exactly right or he's going to go flip sure. out. Absolutely. He tried to kick Pat's ass once. Oh, yeah, he oh. did. Yeah. Mm. At a press yeah. conference. I was there. Yeah, right about this time uh, 23 years ago uh, yeah. after they beat Iowa. I, I won't bore you with the details, but yes, he was coming at me in the press room and assembly hall and Pat Knight, his son grabbed him and stopped him. And as, it, as Pat Knight and others were pushing Bobby out of the door, he screamed over his shoulder. Some of you need to find a better way to live. So I became a podcaster. Yeah, there you go. I would s- <laughs> you listen first off coach Knight, not inaccurate with that advice. <laughs> Second off, I have not forgiven Pat Knight for not letting Bob Knight kick Pat's ass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway you talk Give to bob pat. knight you better come good with your question yeah no bb that's one of the big parts of the job if you're dealing with volatile personalities or volatile situations word your questions no. carefully and don't be a jerk for the poor guy like it's, it's not really you're never going to be mean to joseph side you just feel bad for the guy and you, you credit yeah. him he stands up and takes the questions like he didn't have a problem right. he, he could have hid and he's like no nah, i'm gonna take a shower sure. i'll be back He's got guys he's trying to, to gather himself. Room, yeah. yeah. No, it was, uh, it was good. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. So, all right, another uh, NFL angle on things. Hey, Jim Harbaugh interviewed again with the Broncos. (laughs) How about that? Yeah. Jim Harbaugh has had more conversations with the Bronco management than his own athletic director, I think. <laughs> hey, what? That's what I heard. I don't know. That's all that's I read. Old. I read that. I don't know. I th- <laughs> How many, uh, are we going to get another tweet declaring his situational allegiance to Michigan? <laughs> I mean, like, Dabo Sweeney would pull the scholarship offer at this point. <laughs> yeah. He's taking unofficial visits. How do you? I don't know. What's up with Harbaugh? Ross, what do you know? Anything? <laughs> Can anyone explain uh, this? Is he going to, is he leaving? Is he staying? Is he just like talking to these guys? Well, I mean, you know, the reports were that if he's offered the, offered an NFL job, he'll take it. So I guess we'll, I guess we'll see. I, I thought the NFL flirtation was over after last week's Twitter statement weird stuff from from Michigan I thought it was over but um and I missed this past weekend I met, totally missed the the uh, that he he interviewed uh 
with Denver. So apparently it's not over. I don't know where I had no well, idea about that search and what's what the latest is. Pat probably knows more, but does he have a, a shot to get an offer? Well, Adam Schefter reported that they, they had another discussion, but there, but it's not going forward. Mm. That there's not going to, he's not going to be the coach there, but why did he have the second conversation? That's the question, mm. you know, that, that they had their, one interview, and I think that was Zoom or whatever, and then everybody came out and said, "Up, oh, Jim's staying, Jim's staying, Jim's our coach at Michigan. And then the Bronco management flew to Michigan and met with him face-to-face. So why? What, what is that about? I, I, you know, is that – and the spin on that was ridiculous of like, well, they were just finishing their due diligence, you know. They said that they were going to have these conversations, so they had – no, 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 no. You don't waste your time – flying there if, no. if there's absolutely no reason to do so. So that ain't it. But regardless, it looks like he's not going to be the Bronco coach. But why was he this interested in being the Bronco coach after he said he was going to be the Michigan coach? He kind of said he would, right? All his statements national have signing a week out. again. Yeah. Yeah, there's National Signing again. Week. But everyone's signed. Yeah, that's true. I don't <laughs> Well, He clearly... Well, <laughs> If, if, I mean, I don't know how else you can say. I don't know. I don't, no idea what Jim Harbaugh's thinking. And maybe no one knows what Jim Harbaugh's thinking. But if you, if you keep interviewing for a job, you probably want the job, especially when you're in an industry where you know it's going to leak out. Right. And leaking out will cause all sorts of speculation and potentially actually hurt your ability to recruit. Now, maybe he doesn't care and is like, don't worry, I'll get players anyway. He doesn't, he's always recruited in somewhat of an, you know, untraditional fashion, but like every other coach shoots this stuff down as fast as they possibly can if they're not actually interested. So I, I I don't know. Clearly this is not over. No. Is there any chance that again, the, the lingering NCAA situation has him looking for all potential options because yeah. we know well, that that's there's a stalemate there between NCAA enforcement and Michigan about what he's going to cop to and if 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 he loses on that he could get suspended for up to half a season yeah but that I would mean, take the full that would take the full process so to recap Harbaugh has admitted reportedly, to the four level two violations, meeting with some recruits during COVID, dead, and some Zoom, and some texts, and whatever. Michigan fans have seized it as that these are nothing violations. They are not nothing violations to the NCAA. The opinion of average fan going, who gives a crap? I don't dispute that opinion, but that's not the NCAA. You can well, get it was dead ticket. period, right? Wasn't it? It was dead. It was a dead yeah, that's it's a level two. It's not a level that's three. The thing. It's a yeah, level it's two. A, no, it's a pandemic. It was a pandemic. <laughs> like the NCAA they made it very rule. clear. Yeah, I mean, Pat reported Don't that a few this. months ago. The NCAA made it very clear. Like they are taking any rules breaking when it comes to the pandemic. You know, COVID, whatever it was, thirteen month dead period, very, very seriously. As they kind of should. It is a it was a pandemic and you weren't supposed to be interacting with high school kids and their families. So 
you know, I, I, I get it wasn't a gray a area. Of, it was like, it, don't meet with recruits. Yeah, it was a, it was yeah, not a gray. Yeah, area. right. Yeah. Right. And I get so, like the NCAA is is lost a lot of credibility and doesn't have a lot of teeth. And we can talk a little bit about right, like uh, the enforcement issue, uh, which I have a story dropping later at some point on Monday. But like of all the silly rules they have, this one's not silly. Don't meet and recruit and meet with with the players during a, a worldwide pandemic. It was pretty clear. Yeah, this was the rule. He violated the rule. It's a level two violation. It's not. It it's not. Uh, you know, level one, and you you gained. You know, you you bought all your recruits, or your kids are all on performance enhancing drugs, or you, you know, fixed all their grades. They stayed eligible or whatever. Okay. But it's not nothing. It's just something in the middle. And my opinion, whatever the opinion is of it, doesn't really matter. It's the NCAA's opinion. Michigan is a member of the NCAA voluntarily. I I, I don't make the rules. Michigan makes the rules. Like You can't be like, well, we're just Mich- poor little Michigan. We don't have any say over anything. Like what? Like you, you, you've been this powerhouse athletic department for 100 years. You help write these rules. You've given credibility to the rules. You have cast aspersions on everyone else who's ever broken the rules. So this is the rule. It's, uh, I don't know. But this is still out there. But now he is admitted to all of those. So he should get some punishment, but he would not be, they would not, you know, they're not putting you in prison for this. These are misdemeanors. You're going to get some, some recruiting sanctions, you know, less visits, stuff like that. But they say he lied about it originally. And he has to admit that he lied. They're, they're trying to go through a mediation session. We're both, but in order to get a plea deal, you have to plead guilty. And he's not pleading guilty to the lying part. So here's the impasse. Now, the NCAA wants to try to prove he lied. Very, very hard to do, but that will take like a year or so. So maybe Harbaugh is just like, you know, F it, I'll coach next year and then I'll do this whole NFL thing. Right. They're not going to get me next year. And even if they like, it's just not going to happen. They're so slow. And like, what are they going to suspend you for six games, like in late November and like wipe out a national? I mean, that now we're getting, you know, this is a process crime. I don't think they should even go this hard on it, but whatever. Again, you can get a speeding ticket for going 31 and a 30. You can. (laughs) So this is how the rules work. If someone wants to get all hardcore. So he's not out of the woods. I think there's a lot of people that, look at it and go, this is stupid. The NCAA sucks. NCAA's got no credibility. How the hell could you not punish all these basketball coaches? And all, I, I agree, but that doesn't mean anything because no, but none of the people saying that are the NCAA. I haven't heard the NCAA's enforcement people going, you know what? Our rules are stupid. We shouldn't even, <laughs> right? No. <laughs> so yeah, yeah well, he's still an NCAA heat. Yeah. And again, like, okay. To uh, As Ross pointed out, you know, there are a lot of people, Michigan fans, who want to turn this into, he bought a hamburger, we're going to make this into a hamburger. No, he bought a hamburger during a dead period when you weren't supposed to meet with recruits. And then That's presumably the lied about then, it. And then presumably, allegedly, supposedly lied about it. And so, if they nail him for lying, then you're in the Bruce Pearl territory, and then you get hammered. And so... And that's, yeah. I, now, like... Did he lie? Did he not? I don't know. And it, yeah, it's like you're lying about a small thing and it became a big thing. And I, it's just, this whole thing's just like a circle of like madness. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Well, and the, the maddest part of it of all would be that if it takes a year to resolve. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
Which, or I if mean, it chases one of the game's best, biggest names and best coaches out. Because yeah. it's just like, this is stupid. I, prove you didn't lie, Jim Harbaugh. I don't want to. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, it's Jim Harbaugh. You just sit there and go, you know what? F it. I'll go coach the Broncos. Yeah. Also, if it takes another year, it would be typical of, of NCAA, right? Because that, that would be probably, what, more than three years after the after the <laughs> pandemic the, the event <laughs> happened yeah i mean good lord man we are it's a snail's pace uh, it is just yeah it's frustrating for administrators and, and everybody else yeah i don't know the genesis of like how they found out about this and and where things went like how long did it take from a getting this tip or whatever and then acting on it and then coming up with a draft of a notice of allegations theoretically even if Michigan fights this, God, they should be able to get something done before the season starts. If in a normal world, but the NCAA in a normal world, if you well, if what's, you say what's fine, Michigan's motivation to get something done, uh, very like little. Michigan's but, trying to have a deal now, and they, and right. someone's saying you have to you have to admit you lie. So then it's like, well, if, if I'm Michigan, I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll we're dragging our feet forever on this. Yeah, but that's good. Then also, I'm Michigan. I want Jim Harbaugh coaching a loaded team next year. Right. That could win a playoff game, could win a national championship. Yeah. But then, all right, just keep in mind, though, when everybody says, oh, the NCAA sucks because they're so slow. Well, what if the other party involved here is the one that's so slow? Which was the case with, say, Will Wade and LSU. You go back and look at the case history with that, it's like. Delay on getting documents. Delay on getting documents. Delay on right. getting documents. Yeah. I don't know. So, it's just a weird. It's, it's, it yeah, continues I mean, to, to Dan's, get weirder. To Dan's point, right? Dan, Dan, you know more about like Michigan, but I mean, they got an argument to be the number one team in the preseason polls, right? Yeah. Yeah. They got a lot of, uh, they got a ton of starters back. They got the skill yeah. guys back. They, I mean, Quorum yeah. will be back. Mid-season, they've got a good transfer group. They, they're favored to win the Big Ten, I would think, over Ohio State. It'll still be a dogfight with that. Penn State's really good. I mean, they're top yeah. six or something, right? Can't have them outside um, the top six. Yeah, I had them number two in my two early yeah. top 25. I think they had Georgia one and Michigan two, and I think Penn State three. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know if they're one, but they're they're in the they're preseason top five, favored to win the third. I mean, if I'm Michigan, I am 100% like, we just want to keep the guy. But we've got this whole messy situation. And I guess I just see everyone's point on this. I don't know. I don't have like a I ha, I I totally get the whole idea, like, well, whatever. The pandemic was like three years ago. He met with some kids. And but I, you know, like, why are we care whether he told the truth or not about such a stupid thing? And it's like, what is this whole crap where you can't lie to the NCA? They're not the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> well, still, in general, like. We'd prefer people tell the truth, right? I mean, as opposed really? to, yeah, we would. And I don't know. Nobody's <laughs> telling the you, truth out man. here in America. It's all a lie. Look at that guy, my favorite guy. College that, sports, that, that New everybody, York guy. That's all everybody he's, does is lie. He's a U.S. rep. He was <laughs> he lied about everything and got elected. Oh, yeah, like, George Santos. Yeah, he's like my favorite. Like, just lie he's about it all. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you run he's an like epic a volleyball athlete. star? He said he's like, an epic like athlete, ten or something. Like what? Uh, 
Do an epic he, athletes on the kid who faked his recruitment to I'm gonna, yeah, whatever. I'm going to do just, epic you know, athletes on liars in sports. And they're all lying. I don't know. I just... <laughs> It's the it, these are not real police officers. They're the NCA guy. <laughs> Come on, man! You're in an agreement to go along with the rules that the I, NCAA I believe, comes I would, up with. I would lie to them. I also don't think it's a big deal. But then I get the NCA side where it's like, well, look at these little damn rules. You broke it. Yeah, that was kind of a good point there. And stupid ass, you guys agree to this stuff, and you gave us power where it's illegal to lie to the NCA investigator, like. Yeah, it's a total process crime. I don't know. I've never heard Harbaugh tell a clear-cut answer on anything. I have no idea what's going on. I just know the whole thing is stupid. <laughs> I think we said I earlier, I, I, you know, a couple of podcasts ago, but I, I would love to see the transcript of this interview because God not yes, Jim Harbaugh answers questions in weird ways. No like idea what's going on. What he said. Yeah, and that's on easy stuff. Jim, how happy are you to beat Ohio State, right? You can't get a clear answer on that. Seems pretty simple. I'm happy. I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. Listen, it ain't over, and the Broncos are done interviewing them, I guess. We'll take Schefter's word on that. But there's a bunch of other jobs. So we'll see how it all pans out. Harbaugh seems like he's answering the phone if you're an NFL team. Yeah, NCAA investigator, yeah. not so much. He won't. He won't take the Colts call because they'll get a three one seven. Will come across his little. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's actually Jim Irsay. <laughs> is it Jim Irsay or is it John Duncan from NCAA enforcement? Who is it? <laughs> Should I answer? Should I not? I'll take it, Mister Irsay. No, this is the NCAA. You're lying. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Stop lying to us. Another year of suspension. <laughs> I honestly can't believe Jim Jim Harbaugh gets suspended for half a year. And like Jim Harbaugh is like, look, he broke these rules. Jim Harbaugh is not one of the big cheaters in college sports. Okay. A couple of reasons. One, he's too disorganized to even try it. <laughs> Two, he never gets any players. Oh, no, he's none. cheating. Right. Like the cheating that people actually Wait care about. He never gets any players. Wait, he gets some, but he, the last five years he signed like no top ten players, and not since like Rashawn Gary. I mean, he's not winning the recruiting battles. If you're going to be like, who's cheating? And I'm not saying he is. You go, man, Kirby Smart's killing it. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I mean, they're not look. getting recruits. He's he's too like disorganized to cheat. <laughs> I don't believe he's running some elaborate cheating operation. Yet he's the one who might get run out of the sport. <laughs> he lied, maybe. Also, you know don't what? Lie. And here's what this go this goes I back know. to the new NCAA rules that they put in place because they were so tired of the cheaters getting away with everything. I so know. now you get strict liability. And it's like, oh, there's violations in your program. We're going to get you because we're tired of you guys getting away with all of it. And the don't assistant lie. coach is taking the fall. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. He had, 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 many times I've tried to figure out what Jim Harbaugh is thinking, dating back to when I first started covering him at Stanford and in the Niners, and I, my head hurts at the end, and it's still hurting. <laughs> okay, no, NIL, true. the NCAA is, like, muscling up on this NIL stuff. Pat, I mean, Ross, what what is what is the latest? I saw this memo where it's, like, basically the presumption of guilt. 
Yeah, like schools I um, have a presumption of guilt unless you prove like what this is like the like Chinese uh, government going after people. Yeah, presumption <laughs> of guilt. So who agreed yes. to these rules? The NCAA, the colleges are stupid to agree to these rules. Well, the thing is, yeah, it was their idea. So it was so. <laughs> I'll have a story later. Uh, by the time this pods out, hopefully, hopefully the story will be published about this new standard of. I guess you could call it, I think it's standard of a violation. And basically it's a lowering, the NCAA lowered the standard at which they can basically charge schools with a violation when it comes to NIL. This is NIL only. And, you know, since, let's go back, you know, since May, April or May, the administrators in college sports, the coaches in college sports, from Nick Saban to Rick George to Gene Smith, have complained publicly, right, and criticized the NCAA enforcement for not enforcing enough of NIL, not penalizing people, not investigating them enough. You know, eight months later, we still don't have a case that has brought alleg- official allegations in, in penalties. And so in October... NCAA membership got together and said, you know, we we need to start, we got to start penalizing people. We got to start cracking down. And to do it, they lowered the standard of a violation to make it where before the NCAA had to have on the record, like sourcing and evidence and documented evidence all on the record to prove someone cheated or someone, you know, committed a violation. Now, the way the new standard works, they can use circumstantial evidence. They can use media like stories, they can use just maybe a, a tip of some sort. So they can use anonymous information as well, from what I understand. So it lowers the standard and it's up to the school to disprove if that allegation tip or anonymous sourcing is wrong. It's up to the it's up to the, the school to produce the evidence, right? Instead of the NCAA, which is kind of reverse of what it used to be. So it is supposed to produce more more violations. Uh, it's supposed to produce deeper investigations. The the interesting thing about it, I think, is, you know, it took effect January 1. First off, it was passed in October, took effect January 1. And Dan, you mentioned that document that kind of emerged, and I had gotten a hold of it about a week ago. It's an old document, but it kind of outlines the what, what's already been known about what an impermissible contact, impermissible offer is. And now it basically says if if you did it, if there's circumstantial evidence linking you to have done any of these things, a school's collective, a booster, anything, then you have to prove that it's it's you know not in a, not a violation. So. It'll be interesting to see. We we dive into it a little more in the story and explain a little bit about it. We got an interview with, with John Duncan, the NCAA enforcement uh, director. He kind of likens it, he, the analogy of a duck, right? We have a lot of obvious violations out there that we know about, right? Boosters have tweeted stuff. They've said stuff on the record. And it's like, well, that's an obvious violation. Why aren't they being penalized? Why aren't they having a notice of allegations? And it's because you got to get more on the record, I guess, stuff, the NCA says, and now they don't have to. So as John Duncan says, it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck. Now we can say, hey, it's a duck. And so we'll see where that leads. I think once again, this is the NCAA trying to stop a, a complete lack of common sense ability to stonewall your way out of violations, you know, that we've seen it. If the IARP did one thing, it was to expose 
an entire subset of people in supposedly in charge of adjudicating cases who are willing to believe anything, and no matter how outlandish it is. And so the NCAA is like, look, if we <laughs> if there's enough circumstance and smoke here that says this is a violation, we're pretty sure it is. So it's on you guys. And and to Ross's point, there's been plenty of people, boosters and otherwise, who who have left a a cyber paper trail, so to speak, on social media or elsewhere. Of hey, we just got this guy this deal. So you know, from that standpoint, I think it makes sense for the NCAA to want to try to a expedite the process here and b use people's own words against them. I so this isn't quite the same analogy, but with the Michigan thing, it's like. I think these schools, they panicked over this whole NIL thing. They believed that the, the world was ending. And they're, now they're saying, please give us more rules, which I've been mocking all along. Please regulate. Please pass stricter laws. Please presume my guilt. And it's going to bust them all. They're all going to regret it. Because they all sat there and said, it was the, uh, it's the boogeyman that's out there doing this. And they're going to find out it's them. I, I don't know why anyone would want to give the NCA a system where you're presumed guilty. <laughs> Do they really think that, that they're not all guilty a little bit? I mean, like, it's all gray hats, man. I, this is crazy. Good luck with it. Not my rules, but I mean, there's going to be a lot of schools busted if this thing goes along as as it's laid out. You're going to be sitting there going, great, now we're in trouble because because these these NIL collective guys aren't going to cooperate. That's And I think that's part of the issue here. It's like we're, ne- we're never going to get these folks to cooperate, so we're just going to take their words that they're putting out there and say, well, here's the charge. Yeah, and now you're in trouble for somebody else's yeah. actions that you mm-hmm. may or may not. Acqu- I mean, like, I, I don't think anybody thinks any of these things through. Good luck. Good luck to your schools. But uh, just creating a system where you're just guilty doesn't seem like a good idea to me. I mean, what is going to happen? If you're one of these schools, you're just going to get in big trouble because someone at, you know, let's say, you know, some collective is out there. You know, let's say they have a thing called, uh, you know, wife lawlet. You know, like something like that. <laughs> yeah, just and theoretical. Just, yeah. <laughs> Theoretically. Just three, yeah, that's right, yeah. Just three, yeah. three, and they're happening to do contracts. Like, are now your whole athletic department's absolutely busted? You survived Nevin Shapiro, but not this? <laughs> I think I think the answer to your question is yes. The, the thing, the question is what happens? Like, what what are the penalties? And I, I think the penalties are, are not anything crazy in fact i wonder if any of the penalties will be really impactful you know i i just i don't know uh i don't know if that's reality because it's going to be like financial fines on the school probably or a disassociation from the booster uh, who allegedly uh violated rules so i you know i don't know if that's going to really scare the whole nil space into Stopping the violation of rules, like yeah. a, pen, a penalty? I don't know. I don't know if a, well, that, a financial penalty is going to do it. That's a good point that, you know, like like the NCAA is pretty much out of the business of postseason bans, it seems like. So, and, and that's always been the big 
you know, the big hammer and you take the big hammer out of their hands, does it really matter what the little hammers do? All right. Well, who the hell knows? Interesting <laughs> times. Don't ever agree to more, more rules. My, my <laughs> advice to everybody. <laughs> and lie, lie a lot. That's Nan's other advice. See a freaking American way. Lie, <laughs> cheat, and get drunk off your ass in Dallas to six in the morning. <laughs> That's how you win. That's how you win in this country. Uh, it's a good podcast right. for the so, youth of America. Final story. Sunday night, the Empire State Building. We've heard of the Empire State Building. Everyone mm. familiar with mm -hmm. it? It's kind of famous. Mm -hmm. yeah, right there in Manhattan. New York City landmark. <laughs> most iconic buildings. Uh, probably the, mo the most iconic in New York. Either that or the Statue of Liberty. So it's had this tradition of, I think they somebody must be paying them like to market this stuff or I don't know what, but like, Sometimes they'll light light up for different things that are going on in the country, including like college sports occasionally or something. I don't know. And I always think it's funny. Like they lit up for whatever the the winner of this, the you know championship. Like anyone in New York wandering by, like look at that and go, oh, it's purple. It must Northwestern must have done something. No, like no one knows what they're talking about anyway. But anyway, they light up the building. So they light up on Sunday night to honor the Philadelphia Eagles winning the NFC championship. The Philadelphia Eagles are like the divisional mm. arch rival of the New York mm -hmm. Giants. <laughs> and Philadelphia and New York don't like each other in any sport. Mm -hmm. They don't uh, like each other in life. Or life, New York yeah. About the only thing I could imagine worse is if they did a Red Sox one. But I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what the hell the Empire State Building was thinking. I find the whole thing comical. Uh, I was texting with uh, Mike Vaccaro, the great. New York Post columnist, I'm like, you have to rip a building. Do you ever think you'd rip yeah. a building? <laughs> the New York Post rips the Empire State Building. I mean, this is a New York story if there ever was one. That is the well, easiest 500-word New York Post column ever. Yeah. What the hell's the Empire State Building thinking? It's a building. I don't know. Like, Well, also, anyway, what, they light this up. is the college angle, right? This is this is like yeah. Tuscaloosa City Hall raising the uh, Auburn flag the auburn logo yeah, like, and the tigers a win a semifinal. yeah yeah it's like one of those bets where they're like i'll give you the we'll send you some of our uh world-class pork products and you know we have the best <laughs> cinnamon roll over here in south haven and right uh, some governor bet but so i'm wondering what would be the most like what would cause the most anger in college sports if you if you did, maybe it is Tuscaloosa City Hall. I wasn't thinking in state, but I, I thought about like Memorial Tower in Baton Rouge, like the only tall building in Baton Rouge <laughs> is that tower. Like you light that thing up crimson. Yeah. For the tide. Yeah. I think they tear it down. I they, think they, I think <laughs> Memorial Tower no longer stands. Yeah, I, I think so, too. That probably would uh, would would come crumbling down. Yes. And then get thrown into the Mississippi River, the bits and pieces. <laughs> I mean, in Ohio State, they Pat, you were the you were at the game. Yeah. Like they all over campus, they tape over the M on like signs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's one I was thinking of. Like you know, like uh, if you had you know erected a big Michigan State uh, congratulations or Michigan congratulations yeah. sign. At Ohio State, that would be the one. Be like, yeah, the, the Ohio you, you State Capitol and blue and 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 maize and blue. <laughs> yeah, It'd like be a they guaranteed get, it, riot. Right, it's like mid-campus parking garage, and they they cross out the M. 
<laughs> it's insulting. <laughs> Although they do have blue from Michigan in the Ohio Stadium in that little uh, dome kind of part because they won oh, the first yeah. game or something. Like they, there was some, some kind of bet, but I don't think I, I mean I think there was anger in New York, but I think there was more confusion. And also the I mean King Kong couldn't take down the, the Empire State Building, so I don't even know <laughs> if the. <laughs> All of New York could storm the building, but I, I don't think this would go over well. No, I I mean, that's astonishing. Like, how much did they get paid to do that or whatever? The other one be like that, the, what is it? The tower at University of Texas, where they lighted up orange. If you, if you put that in sooner red, all of a sudden, or even worse, maybe Aggie. Aggie. I think they'd even be angrier at the Aggies. Yeah. They're going to play again. Yeah, it's going to be good. This is good. We are. It's one of the rare times we're getting a rivalry back. Right. Yeah. Usually college sports is ruining rivalries. But uh, and the first game will be in College Station, as Ross Bjork uh, made sure to tell everyone. Really? How do they know that? I think that was part of the acquiescence. Probably. Yeah, it was probably. uh, Yeah, that's right. Part of the compromise. Oh, you like shook him down, shook down the SEC for a home game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, okay, we'll welcome them with open arms, but the first game is at Kyle Field, or we send the fake army after the SEC. I see you, Ross. Good Ross Bork. Good job. Good job mm-hmm. right there. Get a little something, get a little scratch for your program. Yeah, all right. Well, to all the buildings that are listening to the pod, we know a lot of buildings <laughs> listen. Don't be the Empire State Building. You risk your you risk your thing. I just, this would be a bad idea. I do remember we liked that Minnesota D3 rivalry. The two schools were in the oh, same yeah. little town and yeah. they spun the eagle around in the center of the town. <laughs> and we thought that would be good for like, <clears throat> like in in Montgomery or something like that for Auburn, Alabama, like some kind of, mm-hmm. but that's still in state. There'd be no excuses out of state. Right. No, none. If the Jets won the AFC championship and they lit it up green, the Giants fans couldn't complain in New York. Right. Because they still won it. Even if it was a Buffalo Bills, you couldn't really complain. But this is just inexcusable behavior. That's unbelievable. Really is. Put the NCAA probation for the Empire State Building. (laughs) Should be more trouble than Harbaugh. All right. That's got to be our pod. We're almost done. There you go. It's long enough. one other uh, playoff note pertaining to, to colleges, though. Uh, Brock Purdy injury. There has been some speculation. He wasn't getting enough Ames tap water after leaving Iowa State. Ah, <laughs> did they rub some Ames tap water on him to get him back in the game? Yeah, they needed, that was the they mistake. Needed, they needed a vial of tap water to sprinkle on him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the holy water. Yes. Failure by the San Francisco 49er training staff to understand <laughs> yes. the power of of Ames tap water. And had they put Keokuk water on him, uh, the real champion of Iowa water, he would have turned yeah. into Patrick Mahomes. That's right. That's so, right. yeah, big mistake Hooray for there, Ames. Brian. Too bad for Brock Purdy. It's a big deal for Ames. It's a big deal. Didn't happen. We'll see. Brock Purdy. Looking forward to an entire offseason of ESPN talking about whether Brock Purdy or... Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo or up. Trey Lance. Or Trey Lance. That's going to be fun. Jeez. Let's get the season here. <laughs> Stephen A. weighs in. <laughs> Who should play? All right. That's it. 
That's our show. Keep subscribing, and uh, we'll be back later this week with more. We will talk to you later.